This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach James. gentlemen this is the negro league podcast i go by the name of priest jacobs and i stopped giving a shit <laughs> i'm joking but not really this is the negro league podcast we are sponsored by mo better soul please go to mo better soul.bitcartel.com type in the code negro to say 10 percent on your next order we got some dope shirts some dope champion hoodies with like prince designs and all some other cool shit blah 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 um if y'all hear me in the background, it's actually election night while I'm taping this, which is why there's a delay this week. Um, I wanted to see what everything looked like. It looks pretty bad <laughs> for everybody. Like everybody that we were like fighting and campaigning for kind of lost. Not kind of. They all lost. Um, I had some thoughts on that. Uh, some other shit. You know, I'm in South Carolina, so there was a, a, a race here as well for governor where we had uh, McMaster who kind of slid in that position because our other governor, Nikki Haley, um, ended up getting the UN job. And so, like, McMaster was the lieutenant governor. He kind of just slid in with the position. Um, we had a guy named James Smith. Shout out to James Smith and the fam, who was on, the, who was a Democratic guy on the ticket. Uh, they got kind of slacked just a little bit. It's, like, interesting enough looking at uh, where I, I live. I live in Columbia, South Carolina, and we are the capital of the state. I feel the same way how I feel about Stacey Abrams. Um, Atlanta, just like Columbia, feels like a blue city in a red state. It's like we assume, you know, <laughs> you know, all this great shit that Stacey was getting because it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of Atlanta around her. You know what I'm saying? But man, then there's Georgia. Then there's like rural ass white redneck. No internet, <laughs> you flip phone having motherfuckers is out there, and I say that uh, lovingly uh, to a certain degree. Just as kind of an acknowledgement of like, yo, there's a lot of people that that you know is going to be a blind spot for a lot of folks, and I feel the same thing that happened with with this. Columbia is a very very blue city, like it's a liberal city. We have like arts commissions and art shit and painting on walls and blah blah blah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Columbia had a lot of racist shit. A lot of racist shit. Like, we just recently, and I say recently, probably in the past three years, got a fucking Confederate flag down off of our state house, which that was a big deal. <laughs> I got a story about that in a second that I don't know if I ever shared. Ooh, fuck. I guess this might be the best time to kind of share it, but uh, I- I'll get back to that in a second. But, um, yeah, man, this shit is kind of disappointing. And then uh, shout out to, to Andrew Gillum. Uh, who's running, the brother that was running for governor of, of Florida. Um, it looks like he lost. Uh, and, of course, uh, Beto, uh, who was running for the seat against Ted Cruz, he lost. But it was a very, very close margin. And and there was an article I just looked at that said, like, you know, Beto raised, like, $69 million and still lost. So, like, 
somebody like Ted Cruz, that nigga seems to be fucking bulletproof in Texas. Fucking bulletproof. I don't I don't know what you do. Um it looks like the Democrats had the house. Um, so I guess that's that's cool. Um there's some things that, that I think are kind of like, you know, somewhat hopeful. Like if y'all listen to the last podcast, like I was really kind of on my shit. Like it was kind of like kind of like I was saying before about what's our job? What's my job as an artist, as a as a musician, as a writer? And I was referring to when Tanahashi Coates was on um Stephen Colbert and Colbert was like, So do you have hope for the future? And he's like, nah, nah, nigga. <laughs> like, nah. You know, and Colbert was kind of taken aback because that's not what you want to hear. Like, you know, you want to hear the audacity of hope from, from Obama. You want to hear those great speeches, but like, nigga, this is like one of the things I felt about the the South Carolina gubernatorial race was that you know. South Carolina is a red state. If there was going to be a time when South Carolina was going to get a Democratic governor, it's going to be now. And and no, this isn't a criticism of the guy that ran for governor, uh, James Smith. But there has to be, I mean, think about it like this. Beto, Beto I keep mispronouncing the name, I don't know. But he raised $69 million and still lost. He got close, but he still lost. And that's with him galvanizing the country, like Beyonce wearing a fucking shirt with his name on it, and fucking LeBron wearing his hat on there, and and being viral, and and having like a very great internet campaign, social media campaign, that didn't happen in South Carolina with this, and that's not an insult. That's basically saying like if there's going to be a change of tide in these type of situations, it has to be fucking huge, and even when it's fucking huge, shit is still not enough, right? Um. Let me get back to the flagship. So I, I feel weird here, right? Because, like, in South Carolina, you know, our state house in Columbia had a Confederate flag hanging up in that bitch. Like, I mean, up top. You're on Main Street, you would see it. You would see it. And I grew up seeing it. I used to work on Main Street, and you would see it every day, you know? And <laughs> funny enough... I, I temporarily tried to run for like city council. It was a fucking mess of a situation. It was like got asked to do it. Niggas ain't have no money to run, and and campaign managers didn't know what to do. And it was one of those, well, just knock on doors and ask for votes. And it was just nothing. Nah, like we raised pretty much nothing. We had like a campaign. <laughs> we had a fundraising party. Like four people showed up. You talk about depressing. That's fucking depressing. Like that's a whole nother story. Um, but. The references that I'm making is that, you know, when I did run, I, I, I wanted to focus on three things, right? One of the things I wanted to do, I wanted all my um, promotional shit to look the way I wanted it, right? I wanted to look vibrant, young, dope. Um, I wanted to be able to talk about community policing because that was a big deal. What I wanted to talk about was, was cops and us. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was, yo, man, take the fucking flag down. And one of the things I tried to do was when, before I ran, I, I hit up every black person on city council and wanted to like sit down and have coffee with them. And everybody said to me, don't talk about the flag. Don't talk about the flag. The flag is a state issue, not a city issue. Right? Um, then Charleston 9 happens in 2015. And then the optics of the world was basically like, yo, you can't fucking have that flag. Because when Dylan Roof went to Charleston to murder 
these nine beautiful people at a church, the place that's most sacred, that flag was his jersey. You know? Um, so we had to kind of be forced to take that shit down because of the optics of the rest of the country. It wasn't something that 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 I think the state came to on a on a moral issue. And one of the things that I did, I wrote this editorial that never got published. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it. Uh, I'm thinking about putting it in my book. <laughs> if anybody will read it. But I wrote an editorial about this experience involving the flag, where right after the flag was taken down, or right before it was taken down, um, the Ku Klux Klan came here, and they drove somewhere. These niggas live here. But they had, excuse me, but they had a... Um, a rally. Now, here's the funny shit about it, right? Here's, I'll tell you, I'll give you guys some game right quick, right? Here's what they did. And I'm drinking coffee, not liquor. You have to get a permit to do this shit. You have to, you know, put in the paperwork like you put in a parade in or something like that, right? All right? So, when you have to, like, file for this paperwork to throw one of these things... It's public record. So when we look at the public record of these people that's trying to get a permit to throw their little fucking Klan rally on the state house grounds, these motherfuckers came from North Carolina, meaning to do their event, which a part of me kind of felt like that was silly, but then it made sense. I'm like, oh, you know, these motherfuckers ain't wearing their fucking capes and their hoods. So... The South Carolina motherfuckers wouldn't be doing that because then you could see these niggas' faces and be like, hey, that's Tom that works in accounting. That's Bob that works with Verizon Wireless. That's such and such, that's such and such, right? So they figured if they get the North Carolina people to come here, we wouldn't know what they look like. So here's the secret that I realized. Next time there's like a Klan rally, because it's all had to be public record. Next time there's a permit for a Klan rally in North Carolina, one of these little Boonhauser cities or whatever, I'm going to see South Carolina people there. So do the switch. If you want to know the racist people in your city, look at the Klan rallies that's in a neighboring state. So um, a friend of mine who's a photographer, he's like, you know what, man? I want to take pictures at this Klan rally, maybe send it to the AP, and they can use some of my shots. And I said, fuck it. We'll go. And I wanted to go because he wasn't, he, he wasn't very well-versed in my city or whatever. And I had to give him one of them speeches before we went out there. Like I pulled up, had sweatpants on, took my rings and my and my rings, took my ring and my 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 watch off, and I gave him a speech. I was like, "Hey, if these cracker ass crackers say some nasty shit to me, they call me nigga or whatever, just ignore them. I need you to ignore them. But if one of these motherfuckers put their hands on me," Are you ready to go to jail? Because if you're not, we're not getting out of the car. He was like, all right, okay. And we went out there, and it was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, this is just crazy hate. There's black people on one side. You saw black liberation flags, and you saw these Klan motherfuckers. And then you saw the cops standing in the middle just taking it. You know, like, oh, just in case some shit happens. And I think that there was a, a thing of violence that happened in the garage where a Klan guy got stabbed because he tried to pull a knife on somebody or some crazy shit like that. But the optics of it was is the ugliest shit I've ever seen. And, and it made me feel like 
damn, I'm happy I ain't got no kids, right? You know, I want kids. I said it last podcast. Like, you know, like shit. Priest Junior, whatever. But I never felt more validated to not having kids. There's that. And maybe about a year or so later, I wrote something saying, hey, man, if it's that fucking crazy here, why do I stay in Columbia? And I wrote this editorial about what helped me realize why I wanted to stay. It was going to a Klan rally, you know. And some of that was kind of, I don't know, true. Some of the stuff I was like, you know, hey, man, I really need to be here because these niggas need people like me to make it progressive or whatever the fuck, you know, you want to say in your brain to make you sound like these motherfuckers need me, you know? But another part of me just felt like it was probably bullshit, you know, fluff to make it sound good, make it sound noble. And when you look at stuff like this, it's like, man, how much has really changed? And it's not a lot in my mind. And election night does that, you know, even, even 2016, when I'm looking at the national results, South Carolina, Called that shit quick. <laughs> South Carolina was like, up oh, Trump, check, quick. It wasn't one of those, we gotta let it go to the judges. <laughs> We're waiting for the last minute people that got off of work and are voting. Like, that shit didn't happen here. That shit was called quickly. <laughs> so, so, what do you do? What do you do when shit like that happens, right? Oh my God. Like, it, it, it gets disappointing, you know? Shit, man, I worked hard to get that fucking I voted sticker. <laughs> oh, my God, I picked the wrong month to stop drinking. God, I don't know if I talked about this the last podcast or not, but it's like this friend of mine, you know, he talked about, like, in October, him and his friend, they decided not to drink for October. And it's this thing they call October. And I thought, oh, this sounds pretty dope. Let's try it. You know? And I decided to try it for this month. Um, I'm going to call it Sobvember. <laughs> You know, I'm give my own twist, which sucks because I picked the month where there's like Thanksgiving to to not drink, but I haven't had a drink um, this month yet. It's still the first week, but goddamn, I picked the wrong month to not drink because tonight is like there was a night that was gonna make me pull this out, pull out a bottle. It's, it was tonight, like looking at the results or whatever that was going on, like so much push, so many people. That that you felt like yo, there's a chance, and it just didn't happen. Which it was, you know, Ted Cruz took the hardest punch, and he ate that shit. You know, it goes back to what I said before. Say what you want about the 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 fucking Republicans. They are great politicians. Great politicians, like. And I think the reason why they're great politicians is because they don't give a shit. And the thing about, like, I think liberals is that they're more, cons- they're really concerned about optics, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like, it, it, it's a it's a good trait to worry whether or not you're hurting people's feelings or if you're being a dick or if you're being uninclusive or if you're being sexist or if you're being racist. Like, that's those are good qualities. But maybe we're that to a fault where... Dems kind of get lost in the sauce. And when you try to not offend anybody or you try to impress everybody, like, you just kind of lose shit to the wayside. It's just like, I was, I was having a conversation today about this, about James Smith that ran for governor here. And and I was talking to a friend of mine right when he decided to, to run. She was just like, yo, maybe they would want to talk to you about helping out with the election or getting advice, you know, as far as said. 
if I'm honest about one of the things that I think Hillary did wrong in 2016 is Hillary's approach was, hey, I'm not him. Like when Trump say some crazy dumb shit, Trump be at a rally, he'll say some ridiculous shit. You know what I'm saying? Build the wall, blah, 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 blah. Hillary was just like, yo, I'm not that nigga. Right? Like that was her approach. And in her mind, she's just like, yo, Trump is so fucking outlandish and so crazy, ridiculous with it, that as long as I'd say that I'm not that, we're good. And I think that what happened was, in the midst of her saying what she's not, she never said what she was. And, and I think that is dangerous. And that's one of the things I told my friend. I said, yo, if he's going to run, he can't just stand on a pedestal of, or a platform of, of like, yo, this is what I'm not, this is what I'm not. I need to, I need to know what you are. Right, it's like niggas get on my nerves on Facebook. Right, niggas get on my nerves because it's like niggas hate everything. Right, and this is coming from like the music snob black niggas that I know, where everything is terrible to them. Like they can't stand anything. Like niggas is like I can't stand it. I don't like this. Blah, blah, blah. Like the niggas hate everything. Like there's niggas that hate Kendrick and hate. <laughs> right? Like shit that's like universally dope. Niggas just hate it. Niggas are like, oh, off the wall isn't a good album. Like, nigga, is Michael Jackson off the wall not a good album? What the fuck are you listening to? Right. But I say that to say this. It's that I get so frustrated with with people spend a lot of time saying what they are not. And those same niggas that say they hate everything, they never say what they fuck with. They never say what they listen to. They never say what they like. If you ask them, like, all right, you hate all this, what's on your iPod right now? What's on your phone that you're bumping right now? What do you listen to when you go to the gym? Right? They never have a response because you, if you had this high of a <laughs> of a bar or high of a standard, that you hate everything, and then you tell us what you listen to, and niggas hear that shit, and we think that shit's whack, everything collapses afterwards, right? The facade is over. You'll be like, oh, I can't, I'm not taking this nigga seriously. Look at what he listens to. And so niggas kind of avoid that shit. So, like, so there's a, you know, in certain ways in life psychologically, like motherfuckers like make it, you know, make a habit. Of if I tell you about what I'm not so much, that'll be enough for you not to ask me what I am. You can tell me what you're against, but tell me what the fuck you stand for. And the thing that hurt a lot was that I really felt like a lot of these a lot of these people that were running in these races, I I knew they stood for something. Andrew Gillum, Stacey Abrams, like I really, I was really excited about that, you know. Hell of a fucking run, hell of a fucking race, and this isn't over, right? <laughs> it still don't mean that it's not discouraging as fuck, because it is. <laughs> Golly, that shit hurts. You know, it, it. You just gotta figure out what you gotta do, right? It's like you know, even talking about the the November thing. And and I reached out to a friend. He's like, yeah, let's do this together. Like, let's let's figure this out, you know? And he's like, all right, we'll do it in a couple of days. And I'll be ready then. And 
in those couple of days, he drunk himself to a stupor, <laughs> right? He's like, oh, I got to get all my drinking in. You know, and I see him, and he's like, a dick. And he's like, oh, I'm an asshole because I'm not drinking. And I'm kind of like, well, drink. I don't care. Have a drink. I don't give a shit. At some point, I feel like I got to be able to do certain things without the expectation of anybody coming to help. Like, that's the true sense of what we got to be, right? Like, do the right thing even when nobody's looking. Like, that's that's what we got to be. It's like, everything got to change, right? It's not just what we vote and it's what we got to eat. It's, it's <laughs> who we fuck, who we decide not to fuck. It's like, all those things are important now. So... I'm not drinking this month. I feel pretty good. Trying to go to the gym on a regular basis. Lord Jesus, I rode a fucking bike <laughs> the other day in the park. Oh, my gosh. I've, I felt like somebody, a white gentrifying <laughs> person in Brooklyn. <laughs> like <laughs> I rode a fucking bike in a park. Man, that shit was delightful. <laughs> the last time I rode on a fucking bike. And I ain't got no helmet yet. That's why I rode it in the park. Like, I don't know how you motherfuckers be riding bikes and traffic and shit like that. My city just isn't built for that. But, um, you know, there that shit go. Gosh, I need to talk about something pleasant. I saw uh, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody. It was okay. You know, Malik Remy. I'm always going to fuck his name up. But um, he was, I think he did a good job based on the material that he had, but I think outside of that, you know, it just was really kind of like some some parts of it felt like kind of caricaturish. Um, the end of it, there was like a performance that was in there that I thought was really really well shot. But to be honest with you, man, I really felt like that shit just should have been a Defiant Ones episode, right? Just a Freddie Mercury documentary about the making of these songs and the album and stuff like that. Like it, it, it really felt like a, a fucking VH1 made for TV movie. So that's my, uh, very short version of a movie review <laughs> of that. Um, I don't know, man, I need to get a book. When you get the, the new Robert green book, uh, I need to get on my G shit. Right. And, and, I did something the other night, man. I fucking wrote a record. Like, I wrote a fucking song. Like, I, I didn't go out, and I pulled a pen out, and it's like, I'm all right. Um, I need to do that more often, because I get so sick of, like, not being... I get sick of being home. I got I to gotta make home worth being, being at, right? Like... It's only so much you can jerk off, man. I'm running out of fucking coconut oil, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's only so much. It's all, it's, it's, I'm looking through my phone in election day, and it's just like a combination of like people wearing out voted stickers and like, you know, Jade of Fire, <laughs> porn stars popping up on the phone. When I started seeing porn stars with I voted buttons and st- I voted stickers, then I was like, I have a problem. Let me just get off this shit for a while, right? But, um, but yeah, man, like it's this is this is a a, a self cleaning process that's coming up. Like there's a there's a lot of great work that comes with discipline, right? It's like it's not just like I gotta write every night. It's basically like, man, clean your body up and clean your brain out, meditate, 
10 minutes a day, do all that cool shit and yada, yada, yada. Um, and hopefully good stuff will, will happen. It's like in the Western world, there's so much that's like we look outside for help. You know, it's like, oh, somebody come in and help me. Oh, the lottery, you know, maybe it's something from the universe will come. Maybe, you know, somebody's going to come in and, and help this. And it's like a lot of Eastern philosophies like, yo, look inside. You know, what the fuck are you doing that you can change, that you can fix, right? So, uh, I guess this is where I'm at, man. Like, nigga, I'm just, I, I'm just worn the fuck out. I'm worn completely the fuck out. So, yeah. This is a great month to be sober. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think I had a list of shit that I wanted to talk about. I really didn't give a fuck, man. Like, I really kind of, you know, it's election night. It's late. I fixed some coffee, and I'm and, and I'm eating, like, red velvet Oreos. All this shit I'm not supposed to be doing. But, um... You know, here we are. So I'm going to pay for the shit in the morning when I go to the gym. I get a fucking haircut tomorrow. You know, shout out to the haircuts and the guys that understand, like, if you got a good barber, you got to chase him around. Not like Bibby on um, on Atlanta, but chase him when he goes to another barbershop and the price go up. Like, <laughs> my nigga's price went from, like, 25 to 35 nigga. Dog. So I can't get it every two weeks. So it's like, I'm, I'm wolfing. You know what I mean? It's been, like, a month. And so, like, I know that part of the self-esteem is associated with it. Like, a Spice Adams video. Like, that shit is real. Like, so, so maybe I should have waited till tomorrow to do this podcast. I'll probably feel better looking in the mirror. and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Right? But, um, fuck it, man. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, I'm just working on some shit, man. Working, working on writing new stuff. Um, hopefully, there'll be some stuff for you guys to check out in here soon. And... I think that's it. I'm gonna finish my motherfucking coffee, eat another motherfucking cookie, like a fat boy. But um, yeah, that's it. This is the Negro League podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, go to morebettersold.bigcartel.com to type in the code Negro to save ten percent on your next order. Blah 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 blah. And by the time you guys hear this episode, we will also be on Spotify podcast. So all the folks that don't have the uh, the Apple shit on their phones or whatever. We're on Spotify now. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate everybody checking us out. Honestly, I joke about you motherfuckers being like only two people, but y'all, it's a hell of a lot more people than I thought listening to this. And so, you know, I, some of them, y'all t- y'all text me and let me know y'all, y'all heard it. Some people that can't fucking stand me are listening to it for the sake of just being like, I hate this nigga. So either way, I appreciate y'all listening. <laughs> Shout out to Canardo, my old boy. When I tell him to check out the podcast, he's like, yo, nigga, I don't want to hear you, your voice talking to me, nigga. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to hear you talking to me for an hour, nigga. And that, I couldn't get mad at it. It's like, I, I get it. It's like, you wearing headphones and you a homeboy and my voice is all in your motherfucking ears. Blah, 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 blah. Morgan Freeman. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So for the people that don't want to listen because of that, just retweet it and let somebody else listen to it. But, um... That's it. I'm going to get out of this motherfucker, motherfucker. Thank you all for listening. Love you. Chill.